Welcome to Listen to Lance, the podcast about my life on the hustle. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, entrepreneurship, and real estate. I am Lance, your host, and let's get this thing started. Okay, how's it going? This is Lance. Uh, I'm here, hotel room. PFL, let's see, for the YouTubers out there, Nassau Coliseum here in New York, just hanging out in my room, I wanted to do a podcast for you, um, so basically I'll tell you how to make about $500 a month with about $10,000, so how do you do that, so you know I love real estate, I'm in the real estate game, um, always kind of working on deals. You're not going to be able to find these kind of deals all over the country, but at least in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, um, I find these deals all the time. Uh, so for $10,000, I can make about $500 a month. Um, so how does that work? So basically what we're going to do is we're going to be looking in the lower end neighborhoods. Um, and this isn't an investment strategy for everyone. You've got to be able to handle going into those neighborhoods, dealing with people in those neighborhoods. Um, but if you're looking for that investment, uh, it is a really good way to make a solid investment. Um, so let's kind of jump into some of these numbers. You know, I love rentals. I love real estate. I love rentals that cash flow. Uh, there's strategies where you can try to break even on your rental. It's going to build equity. You're going to have the tenant paying off the mortgage. But for me, I kind of like having that extra cash flow every month. Um, helps me with my lifestyle. Helps me with uh, paying my other bills, enjoying my life, enjoying my family. Um, and also making my life easier outside of work. Um, I don't need to worry about a paycheck uh, as much as most people. So, you know, I get that residual income coming in every month off of these rentals and off of the, uh, off of the money for those. So I just kind of have some notes here, kind of how this works, right? So uh, I'm constantly looking on the on the MLS. I'm I'm soliciting in the neighborhoods, trying to get uh, people that are looking to sell their house. Um, so in the in the one area here in Maryland, um, Brooklyn area, uh, just south of Baltimore, there's it's a good mixed neighborhood, um, you know blue collar everybody's in there little low-end blue collar i guess it would be um but you can pick up houses there they're in baltimore we call them row houses or townhouses old style brick townhouses um but you can pick those up from 20 to 40 fifty thousand dollars um which i know in certain areas you're not gonna be able to find that but most areas throughout the country you have these areas that it's a lower income uh high cash flow, high rental area, um, you know, not a lot of home ownership, home uh, pride in home ownership, anything like that. Mostly it's going to be a rental community. Um, so let's just kind of run these numbers down um, real easy. So for, let me grab a pen and I'm just going to kind of make some notes as I kind of uh, talk you through this. So uh, if we're looking at like a $40,000 house, right? Most of the time in the neighborhood that I'm looking at, a $40,000 house, the bones are there. 
you know, maybe the kitchen's not the best, maybe the bathrooms aren't the best, but the overall bones of the house are good. Um, you can, you're going to have to put a little bit of money in just to clean it up. Usually some paint, some patching here and there, maybe change out the toilet, um, a little bit like that. So, so 10,000 is kind of the number we're working with. So on a $40,000 house, um, I always like to try to put 20% down. There's ways that you can go around this. Um, but for an investment property, I always like to have that 20%, uh, buffer so that in case I get into trouble, I needed to sell something. I have a little built in equity. So even if I sell it fire sale and I break even, um, I lost my initial investment, but you'll see in a situation like this, my initial investment, like we say, is going to be about $10,000. Um, within my first year, I'm going to recruit 50% of that. So or close to that. Uh, so the initial investment doesn't really matter because I'm gonna get that money back so quickly. Um, so like I said, even if I have to sell this off and break even, I'm either gonna lose very little bit of money out of my pocket or I'm gonna lose no money at all, which is obviously what we're trying to do. But hopefully you're not in a situation where you'd have to sell this within a year or two. Um, and then at that point, you've made money off of the deal. Um, you know, I'm always looking to be, if I'm not doing a flip, obviously, I'm looking long, longer term on something like this. But again, I still like to have that peace of mind knowing that I have um, a little bit of equity in the house. In these low-end neighborhoods, you're not going to build equity in these houses. I've had houses that I've paid thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for ten years ago, and they're still worth thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. You don't build equity in these neighborhoods. If you're looking to build equity, you're not going to get as much cash flow typically in a in a real estate uh, deal. So for me, starting out, I wanted more cash flow so that, like I said, I could kind of relieve some of the pressure from my day job, um, relieve some of that kind of tight wallet. So I wanted the cash flow coming in. Um, so that I could use that cash flow for more investments and keep building my portfolio. Uh, so let's get back to the numbers. Okay, so we're at 40, we're just gonna say 40K for the house, 40K. Um, on, a, on a typical loan like that, like I said, we're gonna do 20% down. So we'll put our DP down payment is gonna be about 8K, okay? So now we're at $8,000 down payment. When we get into this house, like I said, we're gonna have some minor uh, problems that we're gonna have to address, but let's just go ahead and add two grand. So repairs, we're at 2K. So that's gonna give us our $10,000 investment, okay? So our repairs are gonna be 2,000. So on this investment, our out-of-pocket uh, investment, we're looking at 10,000, okay? Let's break down those payments now. So on a typical $40,000 loan um, with our 20% down, our payment is gonna be around $400 a month. A little bit less, but um, we're just gonna use the number right now of 400 a month for payment. I'll have to get a whiteboard. So $400 a month for our payment. Uh, and, the and that's gonna break down Taxes in this area around 2000 even though it's a really small, crappy house, um, very high tax rate in that area. So my tax is usually around 2000 a year. Um, so we'll say 100, 170 a month. Um, our insurance is going to be about $50 a year. 
or fifty dollars a month. Um, so you know, six seven hundred dollars a month or a year for our insurance. So um, that payment is going to break down as our pay, uh, principal and interest P and I. It's going to be about one seventy a month. Our insurance is going to be what I say about fifty a month. I'm looking back on my notes here, um, and then our taxes are going to be about one. 70 a month as well. Um, so PMI, principal and interest, 170. Insurance, about 50 a month. And our taxes, about 170 a month also. So that's going to bring us to our $400 payment. Boom. Uh, so what are rents for in this area? So a typical, uh, I have a two-bedroom, same area. Um, I get 900 a month for it. And it's probably on the low end. Um, three bedroom, you know, you could get anywhere from nine hundred up to maybe twelve hundred. That's going to be pushing it uh, for your typical market. Um, but you can also do a strategy where you section eight these houses. I actually don't have any section eights, so I won't talk too much about that. But I know I've talked to people before, and they're getting anywhere from uh, about that twelve hundred dollar range for a two bedroom, eleven hundred, twelve hundred, up to fifteen, sixteen hundred. Um, that's a government subsidized um, program that pays the rent for the tenant. Um, so that's something that I've been looking into and I'm looking to slowly start changing some of my strategy and, and leaning towards that. Those houses need to be a little bit nicer. Um, they have government inspections, um, you know, a lot of kind of little, little dings here and there for different stuff. So, um, you know, for this kind of application with our $10,000 investment, these might not qualify because some of them are not going to have the specific things that are needed for a Section 8 property. But let's just get back to our normal everyday home uh, home renter. Uh, so like I said, about 900, maybe 1100 for something like this. So now we're looking at a as a positive cash flow of anywhere from five, six, seven hundred dollars a month, right? So $400 payment, $900, we'll just go with the minimum $900 um, rent. So our rent, is going to be 900 rent 900 and our cash flow now is going to be 500 a month okay 500 a month cash flow so if you got 10,000 in the bank right now you're not getting $500 a month in interest in anything uh, so that's why low-end rental market cash flow is so good um, so 500 a month of cash flow. So now we can look at our, so in real estate, we always want to be looking for a cash on cash return. And what's that mean? That's a, the, or the ROI you hear a lot of people talk about. Um, so that ROI or cash on cash return for this, that's, that's about a 50% cash on cash return. So what, that, what does that mean? So basically I'm putting $10,000 into, actually that's a 60% ROI on this one. Uh, if we're using those numbers, because uh, that's about $6,000 a year that I'm going to make as income, okay? After I pay my principal, after I pay my insurance, after I pay all my stuff, um, we're not taking repairs into this. We can use uh, repairs. is going to be a little bit in this uh, vacancy. But like I said, this is hopefully your first year. We're going to get somebody in there. They're going to stay. If they don't, 
this now this return might go down to a forty percent cash on cash return. Still, I'll take it. Um, just we're just kind of using uh, easy numbers right now, and also, uh, but but realistic, easy but realistic numbers, and also we are using the um, idea that the people are going to be moving in and that they're going to be there the uh, one year time period. Okay, so. Uh, cash on cash return about sixty percent on this. Okay, so again, what's a cash on cash return? So you take your total money that you're gonna get your annual rents minus all of your um, expenses, and then you divide that by your uh, initial investment. So let's see. So our annual income divided by initial investment. So for this one, I use the other side of this. We had an annual income, $500 cash flow. So we're looking at $6,000 a year divided by our initial investment of $10,000. $10,000 investment. So like I said, we'll do the math real quick. So yes, we're looking at uh, 60% cash on cash return. 60% cash on cash return. So in the first year, I'm going to make 60% of my money back off of that investment. So I paid 10,000. I'm going to rent it out, make $500 a month, five times 12, 6,000. So I'm gonna get $6,000 of that, that initial $10,000 investment back. That's why the low-end real estate is so, so sweet on cash flow. Um, like I said, you're not gonna get the equity, but you will pick up the cash flow. Um, so for a position like me, I really enjoy the cash flow because like I said, I can use that to branch out and make other investments. Um, I will pick up higher-end houses. I picked up a house last year. Um, 140,000 um, and I actually got into that with zero money out of my pocket um, which is not a strategy that I do usually but um, it's a $250,000 townhouse guy was gonna foreclose wanted out I got it for 140,000 $145,000 um, I had the cash paid cash to get the house quick refinanced it right away there's a um, there's a loan I can't remember exact, it's a conventional loan, but you can refinance your house right away, um, take all of your money out, and whatever your, um, uh, whatever your closing costs were, but you can't take any extra money out, as long as the equity is right in the house, um, which I think it was like a 70% loan to um, loan to value rate. Um, but I'm gonna have my buddy Jim Prince on, who's a mortgage lender, best guy in the business. Uh, I went to three, four different people, asked them about if that loan was possible. Nobody's, no, you have to have the house property for six months, have to have the property for a year. I called him three minutes later. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We can get that done. Um, it's loan, blah, 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 in section, blah, blah, blah. He like rattled it off. He knew it perfect. Uh, so, Great, great investment uh, loan guy and loan guy for any type of real estate. Um, like I said, I'll have him on. Sorry, to back back to the uh, back to our cash flow story here. So, um, 
Where were we? Oh, yeah. High end versus low end. So, like I said, cash flow is going to be king in the low end rental market. Um, equity, obviously, is king in the higher end homes. Um, the better neighborhoods are going to appreciate faster. More people are going to want to live there. Um, so, but I do like these cash flow. And that's the pros of this situation. What are the cons, right? So, what is the bad? Why, do, why would people not want to invest like this, right? So, I jotted down just a couple ideas. Uh, you know, it's very low equity, like I said. And like I said, you will not see an equity increase. You might get lucky. You might see it here and there. But typically, you will not see those large increases in your equity. Um, most of the time, these are not great areas. Like, you wouldn't want to take your family there and walk around at night, probably. Um, but that being said, there's still hardworking, good people in these neighborhoods. Um, you know, you still want to be careful. You don't want to go... I know the area very well, and there's certain streets. If you go one street over, terrible. I don't do any investing over there. One street back to the left, the nice nice neighborhood, nice roads, um, nice families. So you need to know where those pockets are, and you need to know where to invest in those areas. And that's typically just research or getting with a good agent that knows, like, hey, stay out of this area. This area is okay. Um, and those areas will stay that way. I mean, I, these properties, some of these properties I've had for 10, 15 years, and those lines pretty much stay the same. Like, they don't cross over back and forth too much. Um, the distance. So for me, it's, you know, it's not far, 15, 20 minutes, but um, I would much rather have places five minutes from my house. So, you know, sometimes it can be a pain if something's 20, 30 minutes away. Um and you, you have other obligations other time if you don't have a property manager. Um, I manage all of my properties myself. If not, you could knock another little bit of money off this for a property manager. So again, now instead of 60% return on investment, uh, on a house like that, you're probably looking at you know 8 to 10%. Um, so just say another $100 off the top. So now you're, now you're at 50% or 40% again. Still great cash on cash return. Um, great investment in my eyes if you can handle the people handle the neighborhood and handle the appreciation of the property equity not going up um, just looking at it from a cash flow perspective uh, another con 20% down right that's yeah, a lot of money out of your pocket you know maybe you're struggling a little bit but for $10,000 investment, they'd be able to hopefully recoup $6,000 in the same year. Like, that's not too bad. Like, I can deal with those uh, those numbers. Um, there are, like I said, other loans and other options. I like to do the 20% down um, just for the safety factor of it. There are other loans and other options. And when I have Jim on, we'll, we'll kind of go through a lot of different options for buying investments, buying personal residence, um, et cetera. Um, you know, those are kind of the the only cons and pros that I know uh, that I can kind of come up with, at least as I was kind of coming up with this show idea. Um, but like I said, I have these I have these opportunities coming up all the time. Um, I'm now in a situation that I still do these from time to time, but now I have more money to invest. I'm looking more on some of the appreciation side. 
But as a first-time investor, or if you're interested in investing like this, like let me know, man. I can I can definitely hook you up. Um, I have partners. I'm always partnering with people on different deals. So a deal like this, you know, hey, I can take it over for you. We can split the money. Um, you know, let me know. I'm always I'm always in for for doing these investments. Um, or I can just help you out. But always have your personal finances in order before you try to invest. You know, that's one of the, the main things that I really, I don't like to, to invest with people that have large debt. Um, you know, if you have real estate debt and stuff like that, but if, you're, if you've got large credit card debt, large um, vehicle debt, where you're kind of just breaking even, like knock some of that stuff out before you look to invest, even if it is $10,000. Pay $10,000 off your credit card or off your car um, so you're sitting there in a, in a good situation. You don't want to be um, in a situation where you have to have a fire sale. You don't want to be in a situation where, you know, now all of a sudden somebody moves out of this house and you've got to pay $400 a month for rent and you don't have it, right? So, um, or, you know, something goes up, you need to put a roof on, you need to do this or that. Always have your personal finances in check first, then look to invest. Um, I want to, I'm going to kind of end it there. I just wanted to let you know, you know, I probably did a really bad, this is my first YouTube video deal. I probably did a really bad job of looking at the camera. So if I did, I apologize. Um, and I'll work on that. But, um, as far as my podcast goes, you didn't notice where my eyes were, so I should be okay. Um, but yeah, so really good investment strategy. If you like the cash flow idea, um, actually, now I know that I didn't look at that thing hardly at all. And I apologize to YouTube and to all the YouTube watchers out there. Um, give me another shot. But, so, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and um, if you've got any questions, email me. Lance at, uh, I'm sorry, L Trippet T-R-I-P-P-E-T-T, at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to get some uh, Listen to Lance emails and web pages set up too. So, um, But thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. GoPro off. GoPro, stop recording. Ah, oh, that's the coolest. GoPro, stop recording. That's cool, huh? Okay, now it's just you and me, Anchor podcast fans uh so i'm finish up yeah thanks for listening um let me know if you have any questions please on anchor if you're on there message me i can use your question in an email and i noticed i was probably clicking this pen a lot too and i apologize for that i will work on my podcast and youtube ideas a little better or fidgets that i do all right Joke of the day. Um, I don't have Alexa here to give us the joke of the day, but let's see. Uh, I don't know. No joke of the day, I guess. I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Hey, thank you for listening to Listen to Lance. My life on the hustle. So again, just talking about BJJ, business, real estate, uh, all my passions. 
So thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe. And if you have a question, make sure you send it out. I love questions and I will love to add your question to the next show. So please send in a question, message, or email, text, whatever you got. I will make sure to get it into the next episode. Thanks again, and please pass the word if your friends are into BJJ or business. I've got something to say.